0: Yippee-ki-yay, mamma jamma. It's Amigos. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Aaron today, Aaron, we're talking about Buffalo Bills Rodeo Games, a.k.a. Oh, Buffalo Bills Wild West Show. Yes. Now, Aaron, yes. you know, growing up here in the States, as we do, you grow up with a certain, um, we have a certain collective fascination with the Old West. Yeah. And uh, oftentimes, when you're traveling, when you take a vacation with your family, you'll see certain shows. I remember we always went out uh, to Louisville And we always watch the Stephen Foster story in this outdoor theater, you know, and there are there are various Wild West shows that you see where people are gunfighting and doing sorts of stunts and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, when it comes to your typical uh, fantasy tropes, you know, you got your your sci fi, you got your fantasy, you got your Old West. Where does the Old West rank for you? You know, when I was younger, you know, I was the last of that,
1: uh, of the kids in America that were, like, exposed to a lot of cowboy stuff. Yeah. Because it sort of went away. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was sort of replaced by, like, I don't know, space stuff or whatever. But when I was a kid, I got the tail end of, like, the, uh, Davy Crockett and the Lone Ranger and Poncho and Cisco, Cisco Kid, Maverick, you know, all those shows that were on a Gunsmoke. You had mm-hmm. to watch that one. And so, when I was a kid, to be to be honest with you, I wasn't a huge fan of of the cowboy stuff. Now I did like there were a couple I really liked, which were the Lone Ranger. I loved the Lone Ranger; he was my number one guy with uh, Johnny and, Depp, right? No, God, ugh, you're choking the life out of me with that. No, I'm talking the original Lone Ranger, uh, the good one. Ah, oh, any movie with the Lone Ranger crap. All right, you watch the original *Lumber Tonto*, and what I liked about that show was like Lalone Lone Ranger* and *Tonto* were like a team, and they mm. were cool. You know, I always liked that, because often—and uh, this is going to sound i this is sound like revisionist history, but it's true. In the old days, that the Native Americans, the Indians, were treated like mostly they were just the bad guys, and so it was sort of novel that the. Uh, the Native American was sort of like the partner of this guy, like an equal partner, and he brought a lot of cool crap to the table because newsflash, Native Americans are cool. Their culture was cool. You know, they were like, uh, um, they were just fun. I liked them, and so that, I thought that was neat. Then I watched uh, Cisco Kid, sort of the same thing. He was a, sort of a bandito. Most of the time, Mexican banditos were the bad guys, but Poncho and Cisco were the good guys. I liked them, and Zorro's another one. I liked him for the same reason. But the western that really got me was Wild Wild West, which was a sort of a cross between uh, western and James Bond, where these two secret agents uh, were around in Wild West times. And I that was that was my favorite by far of the of all the western shows. And then, but I mean that stuff sort of waned, and then it, it all but died. You know, Until as Will in the Smith 80s. brought it back. He just I, I hate that. His burst of Wild West, is, and you knew it when you mentioned it, it would piss me off. So I'm not even going to comment on it except to say that it's my the least favorite thing I've ever seen on any
0: screen. That, wow. did you, were you into cowboy stuff at all? Uh, he, When I was a kid, I remember seeing, I watched a lot of F Troop. For some reason, that was on heavy yeah. rotation. Oh, yeah, F Troop.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, but my dad. I didn't like that show that much. My dad was obsessed with Westerns. He was obsessed oh, yeah. with Westerns his whole life. He loved them. He couldn't get enough of them. Every day, he like in his in his waning years, he would watch Gunsmoke, three or four gun smokes, a couple bonanzas, and then yeah. finish it out with the Waltons. The Waltons not really a western. But I was, was gonna say the say Waltons,
1: panel. but I mean <laughs> it's sort of a pi- Did you ever watch that? Uh, uh, did you ever see that uh, Little House on the Prairie? No, I've never
0: seen that. You've heard of it, then, I, right? Yeah, Michael I have heard Landon. Of it. Mm-hmm.
1: it was sort of a pie, more pioneery than cowboyy. You know what I mean? And there were
0: cowboys on the periphery.
1: Uh, yeah. So, I mean, yeah.
0: That, that. And the Waltons was sort of like the next level of that. Mm-hmm. My mom and dad made me watch that, too. So, I But, you know, it's it's kind of funny. I was reading about Trek, original Trek. And I don't know if it was Gene Roddenberry or if it was one of the other producers. But he was like, basically what we're doing is making a Western in space. Yeah. And wagon train in it. space. That's yeah. what he used to say. And I thought about it. And I was like, hey, you're right. I mean, you watch a Western. And it's the same sort of plot that they have on Trek. The only difference is that they're not aliens; they're just dudes from another town or something, you know. I, you uh, know, I never got that. I, I, in fact, I, every
1: time I hear that analogy, I'm like, "This is stupid," because Star Trek's got nothing to do with. Wa- have you ever seen Wagon
0: Train? I've never seen Wagon Train, but I I I've mean, seen. Show gun me, gun me the smoke. episode of
1: Wagon Train where the guy that's half black and half white comes out, or they or they fight the giant planet-eating thing, you know what I mean? Or something sucks the moisture out of the crew. I mean, that crap didn't happen in Waggon Train. when Apollo's
0: hand comes down? That doesn't really happen on Waggon Train.
1: I always train. That assumed good. that he said that because TV executives are idiots, clearly, and he was like, he they weren't going to buy the my guys are going to take on... Uh, a, a giant Abe Lincoln, but they would buy like or it's wagon train in space. They'd be like, "Oh, I could relate to that." Yeah, That's especially because
0: westerns were really popular at that time.
1: Right, so, and then you yeah. everyone smokes, and then you make a deal, and then you get drunk. That's the way it used to do. That's the way it used to do it. Mm. Maybe back to those days. <laughs> I agree, Boat.
0: <laughs> all right, Aaron. Let's talk about Buffalo Bills rodeo game. Oh man.
1: Oh boy. You Look know, at I, Buffalo I, Bill there in I pixel know. form. Look at his he's majesty. A, he's a striking figure, boat. You know, and I I am not gonna let this opportunity go by. I'm gonna do what my favorite segment, which Brent hates, which is talk about the history behind the game. I'm gonna do it right now. So uh of course, Buffalo Bill is like an American icon boat. Uh his real his real name is uh William Frederick Cody. He was born. Now get this, boat. He was born, uh, uh, way back in 1846. Okay, way back, and he died in uh, 1917. I was just telling. This is a sidebar, but I just came across the video on YouTube when I was researching this. Uh, it's video of the actual Buffalo Bill. There's I saw video. that at school, but
0: the video was blocked, so I have not seen it yet.
1: I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. It's just a him, a 66-year-old him, screwing with a horse, basically. But it's still neat. So, I mean, I could talk about Buffalo Bill forever, but just to give you the highlights of it, basically, this guy worked for the Pony Express, which was like... <laughs> the insanity mail of yesteryear, where you dr- you take horses and mailbags and
0: drive all over the desert with people's mail. Which you is- know, I always appreciated that they were the mascot of uh, Huntington East High School.
1: Yeah, that's a good mascot. A good I, I mascot. think that's a pretty good mascot. So get this: Why did they call him Buffalo Bill? You may ask. Right? Do you, do you know why? You probably do, because you're a teacher. I don't know why. Tell so me. he would. Uh, keep in mind, this is the Old West. Buffalo Bill did a bunch of crazy jobs. So the uh, during the Civil War uh he he had a contract to supply the Kansas Pacific Railroad workers with buffalo meat okay cuz buffalo was a, that's they were good eating you know mhm so get this allegedly he is he is purported to have killed over 4,000 buffalo between 1867
0: and 1868. Man, he's just a, he's a, a species slaughterer.
1: I saw he had a... Well, I mean, there were endless amounts back in those days. That's no true. one cared. and there weren't. Yeah, you know, yeah, there you go. I mean, buffalo used to be in this state. Uh, and, and There's a place near us called Buffalo, West Virginia, where buffalo used to be. Yeah. They're not there now. Uh, so, anyway... So Buffalo Bill was like sort of legendary in his own time, even before he was young, just because he he'd he'd, he'd uh, done well in the war. He'd done all the buffalo killing. He was just this uh, bigger than life guy, long beautiful hair, crazy little uh, beard. Mm-hmm. You know, he was he dressed like colonel,
0: colonel Sanders. was Oh, cool.
1: he was way cooler than that. So, of course, so what do you do uh, when you're a guy like that? And you see the West is sort of shutting down. You know what I mean? Because the, yeah. the 1800s are They're winding it down. It down. So what you do is you start yourself a show. Mm-hmm. And so he started a show, and the show was real successful. He he would run seasons, and eventually he would even tour it like a circus,
0: you know. He and ran so the that... show. Uh, I read this. He ran it for 30 years. Yeah. So the show was not like five years and he's out. No, he ran no. He And get this.
1: So his Wild West uh, show toured Europe eight times. Eight! Yeah. <laughs> Can you believe that? Well, I mean, talk
0: about that's the height of exoticism. Is like, you know, you want to see something from a totally different culture? Go see Buffalo Bill's Wild West show.
1: Can you imagine uh, anywhere, especially in Europe, because that that was a foreign concept. So he toured eight times between 1887 and 1906. So, and then, like I mentioned, in 1912, they had a three-reel video or movie where he plays himself at the beginning and end of the film, and the premise of the film is he's having a dream. You know, life is a dream, and so he, and so he, uh, but he was actually in the movie. So we could go on and on about Buffalo Bill because he's awesome. Uh, look into it, please. Consult your local library, boat, because he's awesome. So now let's talk about this game, and then we'll will let you judge for yourself. This game has got three names, boat. It's it, you can call it Buffalo Bill's Wild West Show, or you can call it Buffalo Bill Cody's Wild West Show, or You can call it Buffalo Bills Rodeo Games, okay? (laughs) I even saw some places that just had it called Rodeo Games. So there were three different uh, names there. Uh, This came out in uh, 1989 on two discs and developed by Tyne soft and published right. by Ty and soft it's as time it's well. time to
0: talk about 10 it's 10 soft actually is it okay i'm sorry you're probably yeah you're probably right there you're and gonna you're gonna cut a promo here it's been a while since we've done a 10 soft game yeah it, it, i'll every time I we what do they it, done. every time we do one i just like man this is not a good company okay well, <laughs> yeah but we we haven't gone back and talked much about the 10 soft they were founded they started out in the 8-bit era. They were founded in 1983. These two guys, Chris and Martin Pugh, okay? They were based in Bladen, okay? The Bladen is the is the city. Ten and Ware is the county, and the state is England, okay? okay? I think that's how the British address system works, okay? yeah, Maybe England's the zip code. I'm not sure. Anyway, Tensoft was active <laughs> through the 80s and the 90s. They did all kinds of games for all, this, all the systems that you suspect. Uh, there, some notable titles by them include Super Grand. Do you remember Super Grand, Aaron? Uh, I, see i don't think we were played
1: that formally but i don't we didn't we i think i did look at that you aware of
0: super grand in in modern culture oh uh,
1: the only reason i know about super grand is because i believe biddy hill mocked super Grand. Uh, yes that yeah. makes
0: sense yeah because uh, this is of course grandmother with superpowers yeah uh they did the last mohican Aaron. so this was not their first game uh featuring Native Americans yeah this was also not their first games game. They also did a game in 1988 called Winter Olympiad '88. Yeah, uh, and so, it stinks. Yeah, and so they combined their skills with uh, the Native American They combined Last Mohicans and Winter Olympiad. They they joined forces together to form, you guessed it, first person pinball. I mean, I mean Buffalo Bills, Wild West extravaganza. Oh wow, burial. So yeah, Tinsoft. If they have good points, we have not come across them yet. They also, Boat, I think we looked at this
1: on stream once. They were also behind Circus Games. If you'll recall oh. that. Because that, yeah. <laughs> we said the <laughs> same thing. Oh, it's a Circus Games. Remember, it was also called Ringling Brothers? Mm, Remember that one? Yeah, yeah. So that was them as well. So, yeah, they've got a, um, a rep uh, for their games game. So, with all that said, uh, Boat, I will give them credit. What they lacked in quality, they made up for it spreading it around. Uh, this particular game got was all over the 8-bits, uh, everything you would expect, the CPC, the uh, BBC Electron, the, the uh, uh, C64, the ZX, and then, of course, they hit a couple 16-bits along the way with the ST and Amiga and DOS. Um, I want to talk about the guys that worked on this boat. Most of them didn't do much, but there were a couple things in here that surprised me, if I, if I may be so bold. Uh, This was coded by two fellows, Bruce Bruce Nesbitt, who apparently never did anything else on the Amiga, and Steve Tall, who worked on Gods, one of your favorites. Oh, well. And then the graphics were done, and the graphics actually are are by far the best part of the game. Yes. uh, Were done by Paul Drummond. He worked on a bunch of games we just talked about. He also uh, had a hand in Elvira 2. Uh, The Simon the Sorcerer games. Okay. uh, The Summer and Winter Olympiad, Superman, Winter Challenge, and one of your personal favorites, Boat, Waxworks. Oh, my God! So he did
0: Elvira 2 and Waxworks. Well, listen, there's no denying he can draw a good picture.
1: And then something else in this game that's a standout, the music. You may have heard of this guy, Boat. He got around. His name's David Freaking Whitaker, brother. (laughs) He did everything, just to knock off a couple of the ones we looked at. He's done both the Xenons. The original Shadow of the Beast, Fright Night, everyone's favorite, uh, Lemmings Two, Golden Axe, and Out for Chicken, um, amongst a, a zillion more. But those are the, those are some that we actually looked at. Um, so what is this game? Well, this game is a game that lets you sort of put on your own Buffalo Bill show. I mean, if you really are an imaginative type, uh, you start out at, at a screen, beautiful screen, with Buffalo Bill pictured. There's, like we mentioned, there's some nice graphics. There's a ton of music in this. When you first turn this thing on, it's playing the Yellow Rose of Texas. Mm -hmm. That's a great song. it's, It's
0: a popular tune in the world of sixth grade band. It's number 137 in our method book. Really?
1: Yeah. It is, a, you know, they. Every time I think about this, I think about old poor David Von Erich. They played this at his uh, funeral not? show. Yeah, sorry to hear that. So, so when well, I mean, he died thirty years ago. Well, yeah, but um, he died
0: in tragic circumstances,
1: right? Yeah, it was quite. It was weird, weird circumstances. So anyway, you start this game up. This is not a game. Where we're gonna sit here and talk to you about the myriad of options. Uh, basically, when it comes up, it asks you how many players you're gonna play, and it asks you which difficulty out of three. And then you can play up to four people, and then once you've picked your characters, uh, you're good to go. It'll let you pick which events you want to uh, go after, and then you go after them. All right, so the, the uh, difficulties do make a difference. They literally change the game. Uh, to a certain degree, I've, I don't know if did you look at the, the difficulties. You I had a hard the,
0: enough time completing most of these events on easy that I did not venture forth uh-huh. on medium or difficult.
1: Well, I will go into some of what they
0: do when we get to them. So let's talk about the events you've got here, boat. Uh, First of the, all, uh, we sh- before oh. we go into the events, we should say that each event is introduced by a beautiful piece of art. Yeah, I mean they this did a great is some of the best that. still art i've ever seen in an amiga game and uh you can tell they weren't just ham and egg in it i mean somebody took time to say listen like especially the knife throwing thing there's yeah. some bead work on the knife sheath that is just it's gorgeous yeah it's beautiful now the knife throwing
1: this you play a, you play a, a, a an indian native american throwing at a squaw that they've got strapped to a, a spinning disc we've seen this before boat I believe it was in uh, 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 the circus game mm-hmm. uh, the, what was that game called the big top uh, shoot remember the one where you tried to save the circus I believe this game is in there because I remember after you finished the failing the wheel rolls away with the whoever was on the wheel remember that oh, yeah so uh, so this game is not I mean I don't know which game you first, know what they but, call
0: you know what the technical term is for knife throwing I don't impalement arts. Really, I would call it attempted
1: murder. This would be my name. <laughs> and in my, what I'm not throwing, it's actual murder. So in the true tradition of like uh, uh, a bar game, maybe darts, for example, <laughs> you've got this gimmick floating around and your goal is to throw the knives at the girl but not hit the girl. You get points for the closer you get to the middle of the wheel, the more points you get. And you also get points based on how quickly you finish the event uh, this event can be performed. This is one of two events that can be performed with the mouse or the joystick. And, and when you play this event, uh, this is one of the only events I could not identify the song. So I don't know the the name of this song. I believe that this was Cindy.
0: Okay. Yeah, I, I, know, I knew I knew every song in here because I have an extensive knowledge of this type of music.
1: I should mention before this right before you start the game. In the tradition of games, games, it plays the national anthem,
0: yeah. which I thought was <laughs> I, thought I thought that, that was, was kind hilarious. of funny. <laughs> what did you think of the knife throwing event, Boat? Well, this is the one that I thought was the easiest. Of course, I only played it on the easiest level, which probably had something to do with it. I would imagine they probably increased the speed of the uh, wheel on the higher difficulty levels. But what you, the, the trick is is if you if you put the uh, if you put the the um, the reticule on the squaw. Uh, by the time that the knife gets to the board, it will not be on her anymore, and you can kind of avoid throwing the knife at her at any time by doing that. Um, I, I wish that they would have been more clear on what the scoring zones were. Um, like, I wish that they would have put the actual scores on the board itself or threw up a little, like, um, you know, sort of a score thing. They do record the score on the bottom. This is, a, this is also the problem that I have with a sharpshooting game is that I wanted more on-screen um, sort of, like, affirmation that I'd done something good. The docs, um, the, the the onboard docs, the docs say that the, the more points you get, the
1: closer to the center you throw. Right. Right. So you could, yeah, but it, I mean, yeah, you're it, right. It would be better if they actually would, like a score would fla- flash out. Yeah. But I mean, this game is not doing that. We no. can tell there. By the way, did you use the joystick or the mouse or both? When you played I used
0: this? the, uh, I used the joystick entirely playing this game. I didn't use the mouse at all.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't I don't blame you there. So the next event. Uh, so you finish up the squaw oh, we should, throwing. We should,
0: we should mention also that if you do happen to hit the squaw, the game is immediately over and blood seeps in from the bottom of the screen. And yeah, it that covers was the an, screen. That
1: was an interesting choice. Yeah,
0: I wouldn't have done that. No. Uh, the
1: next event is the shooting. Uh, um, the shooting event. Now this one is actually sort of a double event, mm-hmm. uh, if you will. The first part of this has you shooting at these pop-up targets in the desert. It's a Hogan's Alley in the Old West. It's funny how many of these targets you're not supposed to shoot. The majority, So you're, yeah. you don't shoot the guys with their back to you because you're a good guy, I guess. You don't shoot the sheriffs. You don't shoot the little kids or the ladies. Uh, you only shoot—you don't shoot the geek with his hands up. All you shoot are the guys that don't have a badge, and that are looking at you, and also the guys that come in, like... Well, there's a Bandito-type yeah, guy. Yeah, there's a Bandito. By the way, I like how you just shoot the Bandito one sight. The yeah. Banditos have no choice. <laughs> you
0: know, you know. There are bad. no
1: good Mexicans in the <laughs> in, this, in the realm of this game. By the way, I've got a full Bandito outfit, so I, I'm, I'm appalled for multiple reasons on that. But, uh, uh, yeah, so this... But you're right, it's sort of a real low-end Hogan's Alley. This one you need a mouse. This you one you use don't. The joystick. And again,
0: like not only do you not get a score upon yeah. a hit, but the target doesn't actually do anything. Yeah. Regardless if you hit the target or not, it pops up and then it goes back down.
1: Which is it's double double lame. Yeah. I hated that. Uh, and occasionally, like a little critter will come through the looks screen. Like a space or invader. they're all yeah. There's a UFO that comes through as well, but it that's dumb. The second part of this is the shoot the cups Play area. The uh, whatever this guy throws glass up in here and you're supposed to shoot it again and not a satisfying event it like what should be happening in all these events is scores should be shooting off when you hmm. do something and this would just keeps track of the bottles you shot i should mention by the way in the other difficulty levels of this you have to reload in the it easy you don't have to reload you just keep shooting uh for these two events um I didn't think this event was that good. Either either part of this event. I mean, shooting the cups in the air or the bottles is. I guess that's sort of neat. I mean, I don't know how many. Did you have a Do you remember how many you shot when you did the best? I think
0: two or three.
1: Not. A I think lot. I shot five one time. I will say that all the backgrounds, the animation, on all these are real nice. Yeah. I mean, so the we don't blame the art. We don't blame the uh, artists. We don't blame the people that did the music. By the way, on this level, you're playing shortening bread. Mm-hmm. Shortening bread. It's another classic. Some of these you're delving into something like the South a little <laughs> bit on some of these.
0: Well, there's sort of an overlap there. What did you like this one overall? No. Um, okay. <laughs> Me? I like the uh, I like the um, <laughs> I like the target shooting. I mean, it's hard yeah. to do target shooting badly. There are things that could have been better, but it did what it was supposed to. It just did it poorly. Speaking the... of doing something
1: badly, by <laughs> the way. Here comes bronco riding. <laughs> I sucked at this event. This event is not made to work on anything except the slowest Amiga. I mean, this well, thing. I, every Amiga, every time that. I
0: tried this, it was super yeah. fast. This is a game where as soon as as soon as you the the as soon as the game begins. You get – this is another one of these games. This is a lot like, I believe, the Alpine games that we played where you don't actually spend the event looking at your guy on the screen. Instead, what yeah. you do is you look at a gauge. You look at a gauge off screen, and your whole attention is focused upon that. And what you see is a, a gauge with four cardinal directions uh, on each direction. And you have to push the joystick in the opposite way of what these gauges are filling up. And uh, as you as you as you ride the bucking bronco, more and more the the the, the, the gauges fill up more and more erratically until sooner or later you're you're thrown off the uh, the the bucking bronco. I believe that in in real rodeo, don't you get like after a certain amount of time, isn't it over like eight yeah. seconds or something?
1: Well, on bull riding, I don't know about a bucking bronco. I don't mm, know. Okay. L- listen, this could have been fun, but it sucked. I mean, this I couldn't play it. So I'm. I can't. I can't just kill the game for well, this. It could just be a computer I'll thing. You,
0: I'll tell you what I did is that I took this over to the uh, the uh, FSUAE and I loaded it up. On it wouldn't run at all on an Amiga 500. So I had to, or at least in my experience, because WHD load doesn't work. So I had to load it up on a 600 and it did play slow enough for me to have some success with the Bucking Bronco. I actually think this is one of the better events. What they should have done was just put the gauge on the screen, like make the directions with the horse, have the arrows that are around the horse fill up or something like that, any game that you have to take your eyes off your character and just watch a gauge, that's no good. It's a real bummer, because,
1: I mean, this event had a lot of... Um, all these events, they could have done a great job. They just didn't. There's a problem. By the way, when you play this one, it you the, the thing plays Oh Susanna. Mm-hmm. When you play this one. I like this one. The gauge, I thought, was pointless. I love the background. I love the art. The, the animation on the horse is awesome. This could have been great, but I didn't like it. It was, it was a. I, didn't, I thought this was probably my least favorite event. Uh, so at that point, you've gotten you're halfway through the events here, so it's time for the stagecoach rescue. Now, this event was. Oh, here's an event you cannot play in a game pad. I can tell you that right now. So in this event, uh, by the way, when this one plays, it's playing uh Yankee Doodle. Uh, when you play this one. Look at that beautiful art right yeah, there. Yeah, like Bo, I said, each stagecoach. one of these
0: intros, like, you could frame this. It looks so good.
1: Yeah. So, in this game, you're trying to catch a stagecoach with an Indian on top of it, or Native American, if you will, uh, who's throwing luggage at you, which I think was funny. Now, you've got to avoid... This is sort of like uh, Larry... In the Three Stooges game, where you ha- where you're avoiding all the obstacles on the ro- on the path to get the radio, mm-hmm. in that minigame, you have to avoid the luggage to get th- your horse close enough to the stagecoach to jump up there and have a fist fight with the end. In. So, in this game, there's pretty. I don't. I guess you'd sort of call this plane different planes of scrolling. The horse looks cool. All the background stuff look great, and you've got a life bar that'll tell you how much damage you're taking from the luggage. And but what you have to do is basically waggle your joystick real fast to get your to get your horse to run fast enough to get to the stagecoach. Then you hit the button, your guy will stop, climb up on the stagecoach. Then you have a fist fight with the Indian, and now either time will run out or you'll. I guess you could maybe take off his energy. I never could. I never knocked him out. I I, I got to the point where I had more energy than him,
0: but that was it. So I don't know if you could knock him off or not. What did you think of this one? I was completely unsuccessful at this game. I could not get to the stagecoach. I waggled. Well, I didn't waggle, but I, you know, I was using a D-pad, and I was pressing left and right as fast as I possibly could. Definitely as fast as I could if I was using a stick. And yeah. I could not approach the stagecoach. I must have been doing something wrong because yeah, I could you just don't, not even get close. I had to get the old wicko out. And maybe that it, maybe that was it. Yeah, maybe you can't it,
1: do it with a game yeah. pad. You can't. Yeah. Trust me on this. And also, you're dodging crap while you're
0: waggling. Mm-hmm. So you sure have to waggle real fast. Get up on the thing. It's and unfortunate then... because I think this is this has the potential to be the best event in the game. Yeah, because this it is... employs lots of different mechanics. You know, you're trying to get at the stagecoach while you're dodging. And then once you get up there, it looks like this quote unquote fighting system doesn't look too bad.
1: Well, it's dumb. But it here's it's, something it's, else it that's seems dumb. Than body here's here's how I would have done it. <laughs> Low praise. Uh, you don't have a Native American there and ended up here. What you do is you have a bank robber, stagecoach robber, and they're robbing the coach. This rights itself. Why would the Native American guy stand up? Does not make any sense? Plus, the stagecoach is empty. Yeah. There's not even anyone driving the stagecoach.
0: <laughs> it's, so, it's sort of
1: an oversight. Yeah, so that, that, that's, that was kind of dopey, but it, it was what it was. So, next out of the shoot here, as we go through these, is the old calf roping. So, calf roping is an interesting event. By the way, this one, uh, this one has, uh, uh, actually, the last one had the William Tell Overture. This one has skipped to my loo. I think I skipped one in there. So, this one, you start off on your, ho- you start off in a gate, like at a rodeo pin. They release the bull, and you have to navigate near the bull with your lasso. You have to lasso the bull, and you have to pull him down. On the first level of this, you just basically go through this empty pen, a mm-hmm. big empty, it's uh, a huge field, it's
0: several miles long.
1: Right, and then on as you add difficulty, crap gets in your way. And also, mm-hmm. the bull will move back up and down to make it harder to get beside him. This event was actually I didn't hate; <clears throat> uh, it was kind of fun, and I actually was successful uh, on this. Now, this does feature the distome, the distance meter, the distometer. <laughs> Is that surely it's that's constantly. not real, is it, boat? The no, dis- that's a made up the dis- word. The, the distance o meter. <laughs> I thought that was dumb and also not necessary. Yeah, you can tell how far you can away you the, are. You can see,
0: the, the, the calf is right there in front of you. You don't need to know it's, how close you are.
1: It's kind of cool to be able to, like, you know, throw the rope out because I screwed up about a million times. And the actual other levels just make this sort of challenging. So this one I thought was pretty good. what do you think?
0: Yeah, this is a good one. This is a good one. Uh, this is one that it's not easy. I mean, it's not brain dead easy to yeah. throw the lasso and, uh, and 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 get the get the calf down, but it is very satisfying when you do it. Yeah, and it tells you like it, it, the scoring makes sense because it's like the faster you can do it, the more points you get. It's re- it's what is rewarding. Yeah, I I, I, I enjoy again. Uh, I love the I love the way that you twirl your lasso around. Yeah. you know, as you're as you're approaching the calf. Again, the graphics on this are, are great.
1: Yeah, again, this is one... Could they have done this better? Oh, God, yes. But this one, they put just enough effort in it to, not, to make it not suck horribly. That's I, mean, I guess that's a compliment. Um, so then you've got Steer Wrestling. Now, I'll let Boat tell you the funny story to this one. This one has Buffalo Girls, by the way, when you play it. And this was the old bit where you ride your horse up on a on a younger Steer... You jump off your horse, you grab the steer by the the horns you grab the bull by the horns if you will and then you wrestle it to the ground through this little mini game that comes up where you also waggle your joystick if you jump too soon, you will miss the you will get trampled basically and if you jump if you get too far in
0: front of the thing you'll get trampled pretty much unless you're perfect you're getting trampled brother what'd you think of this one boat? Well, uh, when you play this one, if you play the version that we played, as soon as you make a successful steer mount, uh, the game freezes up on you. And it's you have game to call it that.
1: Baby. Is that what it's called, a steer mount? That's what I call it. <laughs> well, I'm not surprised. <laughs> Mine did the same thing. And by so I never
0: got to play the second mini game in which you wrestle physically wrestle. Can you imagine? I mean, we do a lot of stupid things to animals, but subjecting a young cow to just like being wrestled to the ground by a guy that jumps on its back—what yeah, are we that's doing not, here?
1: That's not stupid. You got to do that because do you? they, when you're out the yeah, because you got to—they're running away. This is the cowboys. This is a skill they actually have to know.
0: Okay. Because okay. when you
1: think about it, so you're out on the plains, right? right? All of a sudden, this uppity little cow. Or this little—it's uh, first of all, it's not a cow; it's a freaking steer. And so a little steer can this doesn't like a baby. This thing can—this guy gets ran over hundreds of times when That's we free. play this. And, and and you know he's been killed whenever we—all the times we screwed up. And then, uh, uh so yeah, but it, in the real world, this you have to go—you have to learn this skill. Okay. Think about it. It's humane to violently throw him down. That's cool. People go cow tip it all the time. No no worries. So there you go. And, and, and that that's that's your ball game I believe boat I think that's your whole yeah. game there so so <laughs> as we look back on this boat uh, again that last event we were sort of boned because the WHD load locked up whatever we success within it but like I told boat once I was successfully on that cow cal- of the hundreds of times I tried that I felt like I was a big winner so I was cool with
0: it this game is um it does a lot of things right but it does a lot of things wrong, okay? You might think, how do you screw up a games game? Well, if you need to know the answer to that question, check out Buffalo Bill's Wild West Show. Um, The main problem with this game is that it takes too long to try to practice events. Whenever you're playing a games game, you gotta put in time to get good at these things a lot of the time, okay? And so most of these games, like the, the standard bearer are the epics games, California games, winter games, summer games. They introduce a practice mode in which you're not scored, but as soon as you, uh, you but you can practice events and it's like you, you do it, you either pass or you fail, you practice again, you're right back in there. In this game, there are multiple uh, parchment scrolls that are unraveled each time you do anything. And it probably takes you about 10 seconds in between tries at any one particular game. Yeah. That's strike one strike two is that the game doesn't give you any sense of like your overall score as you're moving through these games, even though you can set this game up to play these games in, you know, in sequence you're not working towards the prize of being like the king of the rodeo or something like that. There's no uh, podium sequence at the end of this game.
1: We're not being king of the rodeo, no matter whether it's a podium. <laughs> we wouldn't have seen that podium. We were we were more like the the clown goes out there and do, gets the ball to come at it. Yeah, you know, the rodeo clown. We sucked.
0: Yeah, and so... You know, that, that's a big incentive to play all of the events on California games or winter games or whatever because at the end of it, you get a total score and you're like, hey, I'm going to write that score down. I'm going to try and beat my score next time. Or, hey, I won the gold medal. I'm awesome. You know, go USA. And so and without that, why would you Why would you play this? This game doesn't even have like a high score list within the events itself. It's, it's not, got one at the end. But I do it know that. But it doesn't have but again, yeah, it doesn't tell you your Well, it does tell you your scores for me. They don't make a big enough deal. Like I'm pretty sure that Cal or that was summer games and winter games came out before this. I'm all I'm almost oh, certain. Oh God, yes, absolutely. And yes, so the, yes. The, the the template had been drawn already for this thing. You know what to do to make a good games game, and I don't know why they didn't go the extra mile because they did all the hard work. You know the hardest part about game development i've heard is you know getting the play control right getting the animation right coming up with a variety of events they've done all that stuff i wouldn't say any of the event any of these events are just flat out bad some are better than others but none of them are horrible But they just didn't take the – they didn't go the extra, the final 10% to put any kind of a sheen on this. Like we're watching the bottle throwing right now like we talked about before. Just having something happen when you have a hit, you know, to tell you, yeah, you did a good thing, you know, not displaying your score here. Why didn't they just make this – add another line to tell you your score? I don't know what. But the scoring seems inconsistent. Everything about this just says, why didn't you just spend one? And again, with Amiga games, you know, like you never know if they were under the gun. But with a game like this, it's not like it was like a licensed title, and they were rushing to cash in on when the movie was released. Buffalo Bill had not been in business for a long time when this game came out. So, you don't think he was
1: starting a tour the year that they had to get this done by Christmas? (laughs) It's just they can ride off the Buffalo Bill. This is
0: this is a this is the tale of a game that might have been. I agree, I agree with pretty much everything you said, and here's the thing that gets
1: me. You're I mean, someone spent an agonizing amount of time on this artwork. This is like Cinemaware-level yeah. art. Yeah, okay, and, that, and I say that, and you know how much I love Cinemaware. Yeah, yeah. All right? The games in this, none of the games and games, it's a mixed bag. I wouldn't call any of these things ultra great, but they were serviceable, and they botched them. They mm-hmm. botched the execution. of Like, some of the games just aren't very good, and some of the games, they didn't think through, like, the controls. Or they think, and, they, and they didn't put... You're right, they didn't put the sheen. We want points. I want to see what's going on. I want to see the points fly off. I want to see more animations for when the bottles hit the ground. When you explode a bottle, I want... There's no special effects in this at all. It's all music. There's no sound effects at all. So why? Why? I mean, what are we doing? We can't have sound effects. It's a rodeo. You know, I want to hear stuff like that. I want more and better and I don't think that's too much to ask and and Tynesalt has a habit of turning in these sort of middling lower end efforts, you know, and this one really irritates me because the amount of effort that they put towards all the stuff that should be the most difficult stuff to do you think you just sit down with deluxe paint crank out that indian chief or this stagecoach picture that crap took someone days Mm -hmm. and then to animate that the horses and the cows that's hard you know what are we doing why are you wasting that morons we looked at this on the uh, pc as well the dos version of this and the dos version of this is very similar except crappier looking I'd say
0: you're you're in what sort of like an EGA mode here, boat, looks to me. I'm not going to say that it looks crappier. Like if you, you are if you look <laughs> if you look at that opening picture, there's more colors in that opening picture than there are on the Amiga version. No way. I didn't see that at all. I got to see that again. Because look at just look at on the screen,
1: it's so much worse that <laughs> That looks so much worse than the Amiga version. That, what are that you looks, about?
0: That, the, I, I, I won't lie to you. That does look worse. But the Look opening, at that. Does that, that, that look that, better? That's an abomination right there. Okay. Gonna, click away from that immediately. Look at now, But they did port
1: Some of the other pictures. It looks like an EGA joint to me. Yeah. It's got the stink of EGA. I always I always laugh when people are like, they're long, full for the days of EGA. No, you're not. Because you didn't live through this. I mean, CGA was dog ugly, god-awful, but EGA was just like CGA's older, slightly more impressive, dumb brother. So don't get fooled by these geeks that are out paying $200 for an EGA card. What's That's worse, for suckers. What's
0: worse, the EGA guys or the MT Audio guys?
1: Oh, man, you are really... <laughs> this is a this is a show for another time. <laughs> I'm not gonna get into that. Um, I wanted to mention this before we get too far into the reviews we got. The, you know, we... Of course, I didn't try this on the Atari ST... But uh, according to Moby, uh, in 1990, uh, uh, ST Format said that this game was amongst the top 50 games of the year. So, I don't know if that means they didn't release that many games, or maybe it's really good on the ST. <laughs> it struck me as odd. And what struck me as even odder is I tried to find this on eBay amongst its 40 names. The only versions of this I could find, I found someone selling the Atari ST version for 22 bucks or best offer in the UK. And I saw someone selling the ZX version of the tape for seven bucks. That's it. I could find it for no other versions. So there you go. Um, Lemon gave this a score of 6.67. So they're just a tenth of a point away from the dreaded 6.66, um, which would have been appropriate. There's only two reviews I found. CU Amiga gave it an 81. Uh, Zap, gave it an 80. What did the Patreon or the uh, Discord folks think of this one, Boat?
0: Well, you could say both ways because uh, yeah. every m- member of our Discord channel is a Patreon supporter of the show. It was a plan, Boat. It was a plan. Uh, we're going to start things off with Ravi, the one and only Ravi Abbott legend, legendary Amiga user. He says, this game perfectly captures West Virginia as I imagined it as a clueless Brit. Well, Ravi, you're not far off. I'm roping steers every day. I throw knives at girls. That's what I do. All the time. Just throw them. I absolutely adore everything about this title. From the well drawn graphics of the menus and backgrounds to the impressive demo scene quality images that introduce each event, this game truly harnesses the power of the Amiga. There was no what? lag or a lazy porting to be found, and while I played as a single player, I can only imagine how fun it would be to compete with friends. The repetitive music didn't bother me too much, and it had my foot tapping throughout the game. I particularly enso- enjoyed the change in music as the events progressed. Each event was well thought out and could stand on its own as a decent Amiga PD game. The option to either use a mouse <laughs> or a joystick made me think using a light gun. that using a light gun for certain events like bottle throwing would be an exciting addition. The difficulty level is not too high, and the shortness of the events allowed for repetition and improvement. As a city slicker, I did find myself needing a manual to understand the rules better. The native Indian patterns on the wagon and the lower menu were some of the most beautiful colors I've seen on the Amiga. Overall, this game is a hidden gem and a fun experience that I thoroughly enjoyed.
1: I can't tell if Rabby's being sarcastic or not. I is he? Can,
0: can you explain say? that review to me, Boat? Who can say? Who can say? <laughs> we heard from Pajaco sixty five oh two. He said, "This is one of the most beautiful hand. This has some of the most beautiful hand drawn pixel art I've seen in an Amiga game. And the animation and the overall presentation is top notch. There is only really music and no sound effects, but I can live with that. I really wanted to like this game, and I gave it a good go, but in the end, it just bucked me right off. A couple of the levels were often over before you even realized what was going on. The Bronco Ride was the worst of these offenders, and the controls on a couple games were glitchy." at least on the version I played. But really, for me, the game is let down by the restart cycle. This can take around 10 seconds, and with some rounds lasting 10 seconds, the restart time is a real chore. I checked out the 8-bit versions of this, and in terms of gameplay, I found the majority of them to play better with the Amstrad CPC version being the most playable. They all still suffered from their long reload, though. Real shame is this was so close to greatness, 6 out of 10. Hmm. Well, they liked it more than us. Clearly, no, I think, well, I'm I'm in line with Pajaco. I don't think I I, I would put this as if they were around that six seven range. I uh, I think it was lazy.
1: I mean, you mentioned it. Everything you said was right. Mm-hmm. So why aren't you killing it more? Because I don't
0: think it deserves to be killed.
1: more. Are we gonna play this the next time we have a, an Amiga Fun Day?
0: I hope not. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, but you just gave it a D. Yeah. So, I mean, no. th- uh, there's tons of games, games, including that awesome Olympics title that we played at two Amigathons ago. That needs to come back before those are Those are too. better, yeah.
1: you know. Uh, w- uh, did you like this better than the circus one? Yes, I did. I did, I did like too. this one better than yeah, the circus Yeah, I did one. too. Okay, I guess we can agree with that one. So there you go, everybody. Uh, for God's sakes, get into Buffalo Bill, but, uh, you know, take this one with a grain of sand.
0: If you ask any Amiga repair technician what the most problematic component of a motherboard is, they'll undoubtedly mention capacitors. The electrolytic capacitors that ship with the Amiga are 30 years old or older at this point and each one is a ticking time bomb waiting to explode battery acid all over your motherboard, sometimes damaging it irrevocably. Don't wait, replace your capacitors now. Full capacitor kits for every Amiga model are available now at RetroRewind.ca. Don't want to attempt the repair yourself? Use their white glove recap service and leave the intricate removal and soldering process to the professionals using industry standard equipment. Use the promo code Amigos10 at checkout and save 10% off your cap kit or service. Remember, make RetroRewind.ca your first stop for all your Commodore computer needs. Am
1: yeah. right, fixing it. I'm fixing it. <laughs>
0: Go, boat! It's time, Aaron, for some Amiga news action. You know, it's yes. been a crazy, busy week. The games, Aaron, just don't stop coming. Now, this first game, and a lot of this gaming news comes to us directly from the source. For new games for the Amiga, at least our favorite source, Indie Retro News. Nobody does it better, as Lionel Richie said. Oh, so, am thinking is, Bond song. Go ahead, uh, Amiga, this is... Now, Aaron, I don't know anything about Breakthrough. Is this an arcade game that you've played a lot of? You know, uh, no. I'll be honest with you. I don't know what it is either, so maybe this is one we missed. I don't think I played this, but yeah, if I'm it, what, you know this. I guess this is a 1986 side-scrolling shooter by Data East. And it looks kind of like a side-scrolling jackal. It's kind of like yeah. what what it what it, it looks does. like. You it can jump like that. You can jump like the Duke boys, though, which is good. You got um, Moon Patrol wheels on this thing. Now, yeah. This
1: thing doesn't look too. Look at this <laughs> landscape. There's boulders falling. Look at that. He did a loop. This looks great. It's yeah. now
0: my favorite game. But <laughs> so listen, you can run this on a on a one meg Amiga. So this will work on any any Amiga. You can check out. Uh, it looks like that this is just a demo right now. Uh, uh, but again, Aaron, this is just another one of these crazy, awesome arcade to Amiga ports. Uh, and the Acid Bottle is behind this one. Our buddy oh. AB, man, that looks that looks. i have got to go play the arcade game of that. That looks yeah. pretty good, Bode. Yeah, good good find for Acid Bottle on that one. All right, Aaron. <laughs> now we go. It's you know Easter is over, but really. Easter, much like Christmas, is all year round as long as you've got Easter-related games to play. However, we've been in kind of short supply over the past, I don't know, 40, 50 years Can you, for I Easter can't games. name any. <laughs> Can so, you name any Easter games? Luckily, uh, Per Ola Erickson is, uh, is, um, is showing off this game called Hop to the Top. This is a, uh, a game developed in Amos by Rob Smith Dev. Oh, I, I don't believe that we've heard much about Rob Smith Dev before, um, but uh, it's not, this is—it's not the Rob Smith, surely. I don't know who that is. Is he a wrestler? Isn't there? Isn't that the lead singer of the of the Cure? Oh, that's Robert Smith. Oh, I'm sorry. Get it right or pay the price. Oh man, my bad. So this looks like you know this looks pretty good. You know this is this is a, kind of a Rainbow Islands esque uh, platformer where you're hopping up on platforms, you know, to get higher and higher to get the chocolate eggs that you desire is so, that what he's uh, after yeah. chocolate eggs yeah yeah but you know rabbits love chocolate eggs it's a little known fact
1: where does he what's he doing with all his eggs but eat them you just so, eat them and you move on See, so you're way off here okay what? because you because okay, so what's happening here okay What's what? When have eggs ever been more expensive than they are right now? All right? never. This guy's going to the money banks. What yeah, he's doing? That's true. Now look at look at the flood. What is that? That was <laughs> at the end of this. He just got flooded out. That yeah. was weird. Yeah, well, it's like gotta, he's looking for eggs in Milton.
0: Yeah, but well, well, this is they're they're tackling multiple religious themes at once. You got your Easter and you got the Great Flood all in one game.
1: I don't think I don't know how this guy could have done
0: any better. Move over Super flooded. Noah's Ark three D. Yeah, you know, let me ask you a question here. This is only
1: slightly off the subject, but you know, uh like you mentioned Easter's coming gone, right? did you hear that you know eggs are super expensive did you hear that people were dying potatoes no. instead of eggs <laughs> that's right it's I'm pretty good I like it. what would have but i don't know as a kid when you get an easter potato in the basket that's a real <laughs> letdown
0: boat it's like something the- out of the depression you know <laughs> You're right. Next, what's radish or something next? This looks pretty good, though. So, according to Pixels of Dawn, who knows all, sees all. Yeah. Rob Smith Dev is the guy that made the drawbridge, the drawbridge floppy drive, that thing, and then he's also the guy behind the Retro Dot directory site. Aaron, oh, we like that. Yeah, I've t- i know yeah. even I know about that. Right. So uh, I can't
1: yeah. remember what what you said. The other thing was he did the, the, the floppy the drawbridge drive? drawbridge
0: floppy drive. This is a thing that I believe it lets you read amiga discs on your pc i think that's what it does and eh, i'm not doing that but that sounds good if you if that's your bag yeah. you know but it's just not it's not our bag is a boat no i hate discs yeah <laughs> all right aaron next <laughs> up it is super xevious 12,000. It is. this is, is finally we talked about this forever aaron it's finally out it's finally here super xevious i was not even aware there was a super xevious it's here and it's ready okay I'm trying to find it amongst our news items here. and I'm not seeing it. Oh well. I'll, oh, you're right. I forgot to. I forgot to approve it. Hit the refresh button. Okay. It'll be right at the top now. Bam. Oh boy. So it's available right this second. Yeah. Yeah. Oh and it, man. And so uh, I want to go over the uh, the info here. So this will run. Uh, uh, I guess you're, you're going to need a pretty serious Amiga to make this uh, make this really move quickly. Uh, uh, right. But it will run on a vanilla A1200. It will oh. run. Just don't expect peak performance. It actually looks like it's running kind of fast. Look how quick that runs. Maybe that's the Super Zevius. Yeah, that must be it. It's yeah. been a while since i played Super. I don't think I ever you know? have. I didn't realize it was even a thing. I mean, I guess it's a thing. Here's the Here it is. You know, you know? Xevious doesn't get the dap that it deserves. It was the first game of this type. Galaga, Gal- Galaxian, those games always get all the credit. Give well, some, that's a different type of game. Though. Well, this still is though, I one. mean, like this, this, this took what was going on in Galaga and and turned it up to eleven. It lets you move vertically on the playfield. It gave you bombing capabilities. Yeah, it's got, it's got, it's got tons of awesome stuff. It's awesome. Cool, cool, wacky song in the yeah, background.
1: Like, yeah. over and over for like mm-hmm. a thousand hours. You know, this looks like uh, triple hard to me, as I'm watching oh, yeah. this go by. Yeah. Yeah, floating mirrors. Who wants to fight aliens and come at you with giant mirrors? Not if me. they've I got that, them, it's no. over. Yeah. yeah. you about to well just shoot yourself in the face if yeah. that happens. Yeah. You know, and not to mention, what are you protecting? You're bombing his little. Is this guy the invader or the good guy? Well, they, yeah, I never thought about that's it. That's
0: sort of the twist that's revealed at the
1: end, possibly. Is that? I think this ship is driven by a woman, maybe. Isn't that the twist?
0: Is that is that? The I voice? don't know. I just made it up. there has okay. gotta be something. I just I thought wonder you were why making you're making like a bad woman driver joke. Oh,
1: no, I'm just <laughs> no. You have to be great. But I mean, look at this thing. Here's the guy. He's blowing up bomb uh, and a uh, missile silo. he's also just blowing up houses. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's on native lands. Like, so what? <laughs> true. Did you ever think about that? Like, are we the bad guy in this? And you know, I think in yeah. most
0: games we are the bad guy.
1: Do you know the plot of Xevious? We're going to, have to look into that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well have and, to I have mean, check out the Xevious lore.
1: How did how did we even get a foothold these people? They've got unlimited armaments. <laughs> Everywhere you go, they've got crap. Like, it's amazing. Still, it looks great. I want it to does. try that big it time. It does.
0: Put now, that on Aaron, the list. This next story, this is it. we're kind of going back and forth from, like, original yeah, uh-huh. Amiga games to arcade ports. This is box for Amiga. Okay? Yeah uh this is i believe that i played a little bit of this before the the original or maybe it was box three uh, <laughs> one of the previous boxes <laughs> yeah um but this is uh this is one of these games where you're you're walking around you're collecting coins it yeah. looks like a game that was developed on the uh on the old backbone engine if we're being check honest. out the retro
1: guru there that's a cool that's, i like that he's floating around so let's have a look at this thing here. I, I'll be honest; I don't remember any of the box. Yeah, the I played this, this game.
0: This is the kind of game that I love. I love platformers that look like this. Uh, I guess this was built with the Scorpion engine, uh, and uh-huh. it was shown off uh, here last week at the Revision 2023 release party. So this you know, looks Re- like Revision the same kind of. The big... Oh, go ahead.
1: The, the graphics that look like they remind me of the graphics in that uh, River Raid. Yeah. Uh,
0: uh, game. The that they... Reloaded. Yeah. River. Yeah. Raid Re- Reloaded or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, this is free. You can give, uh, give it a go today. Wow. It is out and about. Uh, highly recommended if you uh, enjoy platformers. This is available on that French site, Pouet.net.
1: A free one, eh? Man, this yeah, looks, man. Pr- I can't believe they just gave this away. This looks like a lot of work was done. Mm-hmm. Holy, so look at that. You know, and this is that kind of style. Listen, stylized graphics. When you put your fingerprints, you know what I'm saying, on the thing, I like that, man. Mm-hmm. So, I like this. Looks great. Is another. We're gonna have a lot of stuff to play going forward. That's new. I love that. That'll be a yeah. lot of
0: fun. Yeah. And our final game update this week, Aaron. This is one just for you and Rob O'Hara This is Karate Champ, Aaron. Oh, There's man. a new update, a new work in progress update. Uh, this is uh, you can check it out. I guess that uh, it doesn't. And Neil doesn't say what has been released here. Uh, let me see if I can click into here. It looks awesome. Look at that. Oh. Yeah. But uh, you know, it keeps getting better and better. It keeps getting better and better. And so I'm really looking forward to facing off against you, Aaron, one on one on the old Amiga version of Karate Champ. I will, I'm not gonna lie, Boat.
1: I mean, this is amongst my all time favorite fighting games. And it was so early, you know. I mean, it really was the first versus fighting game, I believe, and they did so much right. Like the control setup for this is awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really good. You know, and I was into karate big time back in the day. So when this thing honed into view, holy smokes. Yeah. And this looks great. I can't wait to try that. So congratulations to the team.
0: That's a dandy. Now, Aaron, our last little bit of news comes direct to us from the one and only Chris Edwards. He's out and about. He's not really out and about. He's sequestered in his basement lair again. Yeah. Uh, But he's got more crap that he's he's, he's, he's dealing with. So tell us about it. Well, I just want to mention this one because... This shows you, this
1: is a video, if I was going to d- give this a title, it would be called True Madness, is what I would <laughs> call this video. This is when the love of your hobby, like, oh, circumvents your common sense or logic. That sounds like so,
0: everything in my life.
1: So, Chris is going to put, uh, a, uh, what effectively, what is a, a, a Macintosh bridge board and a sound card into his uh, Amiga, and he's also going to try to get this networking thing going, right? And so everything perpetually doesn't work, right? (laughs) The Mac thing, to get this Mac thing working, he's got to get ROMs from an... He has to open up an actual Mac, make discs on a real Mac, which he has, to get this working. He's got to go burn ROMs to get it working. And at the end of the day, it just keeps crashing and sucking, and it's slow as Christmas. Disaster. The sound card doesn't work. Right, nothing works. So this whole video is just I mean, it's it's not his fault, but it's just failure after failure. Man, I've been there so many times. You know, and I, the thing is it's he has to go so far before the failure kicks in. That's what makes it fun. I like I listen, I I love his stuff. Because I don't have to experience that again, I can live vicariously through him. So yeah. I enjoyed this. I like the idea that a guy installs a bridge card for a Mac so you can have a crappier, slower Mac, and to do it, he brings out the faster, better Mac. And then puts the... <laughs> thats what this hobby's all about. That's right. Doing the, the dumbest crap you can think of. Now, so, of course, please, how
0: to admire his collection of neon signs. I love. Oh yeah, those. I love the... those.
1: Yes, you can admire those. And I also like the fact that he's installed a sound card in the Amiga, one of the all-time great sounding computers. But I mean, this is a double good sound card or whatever. So Maybe this is the that'll way give you that MTP
0: pie sound thing yeah
1: so if you want to just watch i mean he keeps a good attitude i would have taken all these computers and thrown them in the in the dump <laughs> you know i would have been, i would be done you've seen me it's just like oh, it's yeah. over and i know what you would have done they'd all you'd clear out every computer in the house You would have been i would have never touched a computer again after something like so, this. so there you go please check out uh old crazy chris there with his wacky antics always a
0: joy uh boat you know what else is always a joy Aaron? i don't i don't know Uh, all of our offerings on our many YouTube channels. Is that... All of those
1: are joyous? (laughs) Well, not always, Boat. So let's talk about just a few things that we got out this week. We'll be be super brief here. Uh, So, for starters, uh, we actually were... We we mentioned this... I don't know if we mentioned it during the show, but, like, this has been... I'm just going to say it. This has been one of our most successful weeks on YouTube ever. You know, outside of, like, special events. So we appreciate everybody who's clicking on our videos, hitting like, like, uh, uh, checking us out. Sincerely, uh, uh, all you people out there listening to the podcast, we appreciate you. Uh, and it, stuff Weeks like this make us happy and keep us going, don't they, Bo? Absolutely, man. Uh, myself and the Brent got together and finally released an episode of ARG Presents, and it was the Amiga Ham Games episode. So if you're interested in seeing what games run in ham mode, uh this is the show for you and then we take on a couple of these games Pioneer Plague and Olo Fight maybe and, we need
0: to uh, ask Pixels of Dawn to add a ham games category for the Amigos game selection committee to vote on
1: No we don't need to do that uh, no P- Pixels of Dawn do <laughs> not do did? that Don't list them. there's only like about 7 for number 1 and we you just can and knock we, them
0: all out boom No oh, would
1: not no never do that uh, but if, if, I will say Olo fight may be the worst fighting game I have ever played <laughs> so please if you're interested in seeing that and then Bo tell everyone what we did on
0: uh, uh, R. Sinclair this week R. Sinclair we did Archon uh, Archon also of course at Amiga port it got ported to everything but the thing that's interesting about Archon on the Speccy is there are two totally different versions that were released six years apart so yeah. to get the scoop on that check it out
1: yeah uh, over on the Amigos stream team, uh, channel, which also had a real good week. Thank you for that. If you haven't subscribed to Amigos stream team, that's three words. I'd appreciate it if you give us a subscribe, check out some more stuff on offer this week. I did a Friday night disaster stream last week, boat on the MSX yeah. that made its way over there. That was a lot of fun. Uh, I had, a, man, I had so much fun with that one. And then our good buddy, Rob Flack O'Hara uh, did a video la- just last night on the stream. That was uh, a uh, BMX Games-pumped BMX. He played that and went over some fun stories. Always fun to check out Rob, plus a little sneak peek at some of the Big Rob's van stuff that's coming up. I can't wait a- for his next and video. And debuting in the next couple of days will be another Home Cook with Happy Coding and another video from 48K
0: Ram. That's all we got, Boat. All right, Aaron. What do we got coming up next week? I don't know, <laughs> public domainia. Not good. That's not good, vote Do you know the game for next week? Yeah, I do. This it's a point and click adventure. Oh. Click, click, click. Yeah, it's it's called Epsilon Nine: The Revenge of the Stingons. This is a game creation tool, or this is made in the game creation tool built in Amos, Ooh. the graphic adventure creator. So you take you take Amos. And then mm-hmm. you build another engine on top of it, oh. and what do you get? Epsilon nine. And that's when you put. That's when the point click kicks in. <laughs> that's right. You know,
1: we should mention, Bo, that uh, um, literally a week uh, a, a, a week from now, we'll be whisking off. Actually, a week from when you hear this, we'll be at Cocoa Fest in beautiful and scenic. Chicago, Illinois. Is it actually in Chicago, um, Boat?
0: It's a suburb of Chicago. I believe it's uh, Glenside or something like that.
1: That's right. We'll be there hanging and banging. We're going to be bringing Amiga to the masses. Not the classes, Boat. Definitely we'll be bringing Amiga classes. and some other stuff. And we'll be representing at the Cocoa Fest. Are you excited to uh, to appear at Cocoa well, Fest, this Boat? Be, you
0: know, the only computer things I've ever been to in my life are Amiga Ireland and Boat Fest. So I'll be interested to see how uh, the the Cocoa Fest uh, kind of stacks up in that that Hall of Fame.
1: I, I suspect this will be bigger than 10 Super Bowls. And I plus, cannot
0: wait for the auction. I'm bringing tons of cash for the auction.
1: Well, we're also going to be on stage to do a live Cocoa show. Yeah. Uh, we, yeah we've, I, been,
0: we've been informed we've been promoted to the main stage at the Cocoa Fest. So it's uh, a big mistake. Be, yeah, I think that we actually we pushed the Cocoa Crew out. Uh, a decision no. was made, and uh, we we are going to be the the main attraction on the main stage.
1: You know what's going to happen is we're going to show up at Cocoa Fest, and a bunch of older tufts in these old tandy jackets that they got in 1984 <laughs> are going to be walking around, and they're going to pummel you, and I'm going to laugh and point as they do it because you've been bad mouth these guys. Now it's time to pay the piper.
0: That should be a lot of fun. Well, nobody's going to touch us when we're wearing our special outfits. There you go. <laughs> Good point. Uh, we don't know about the streaming. We'll find more out. Hope we get back uh, to you. Cocoa Fest will be streamed. I've been informed by oh, okay. the there organizers. You go. So the entire event will be streamed. Uh, of course, Gutsy. We, won't, we won't be on camera all the time, but just most of the time. We'll no. just sit down in front of the camera. I'm
1: hoping as little time as possible we spend on the camera. We'll
0: also probably, uh, well, there'll be on Discord we'll be posting a lot of pictures. We're going to go to the Galloping Ghost. Arcade, which is, uh, I believe, the largest retro arcade in the Midwest uh, on Saturday night. So uh, be on the lookout for a report back from there, too.
1: Let's just say this. During the week of Cocoa Fest, and as we record this, uh, it will be the 21st, 22nd, and 23rd Mm. of April 2023. You may get a bunch of random streams for us, and you might not see us at all. We don't have any idea what's going to happen. So there you go. Take it to the houseboat.
0: All right, guys. Thank you, as always, for listening. If you want to support the show, check out patreon.com slash amigos podcast. We'd love to have you as part of the Amigos family. Uh, and we also appreciate all of the fine people that watch us on Twitch. We record live around 5 o'clock, mostly on Fridays, but in the past couple weeks and uh, next week we'll be on Thursday because of events. But uh, anyway, give us, a, give us a like on there, and we want to thank all of our Twitch subs and especially thank... Our super moderators, uh, Super Tech Boy and Pixels at Dawn for uh, doing all of their moderation activities this evening. Well said. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. And until then, adios. Adios. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.